Hey, what's up? It's Aiden Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. God, for Tuesday, the 23rd of November, 2021. How are you? How are you? How are you? All right. Just fucking how are (laughs) you? I'm a little bit stressed, man. I feel stressed. Stressido. God, I mean, even just before I started recording then, I was just like, I started, I like pressed the record button and then the first thing I did was I breathed in. That's kind of where I'm at. I was just like, you know, all right, let's start the podcast and I'd forgotten to breathe. I'd forgotten to have air in my body. Yeah. Um, Why am I stressed? Well, I'll tell you why I'm bloody stressed. First thing. I've agreed to do this show. I say agreed to. It's a good thing, but it's this. There's this um, Colombian community store uh, called Casa Bonita Lifestyle in Seddon. They're great. They. Uh, oh my god! I'm just hiccuping. Oh my god, man! I just had fucking breakfast, and our cat in our house. I like made my breakfast. I made like yogurt and. Um, and, and like oat clusters, what is that called? Granola, all that stuff. I don't know the difference between oat clusters and granola. What even is granola? Is granola just oat held together with honey or something or glue? Do they hold together with glue? Why is it in clusters? What are oats? Oats. All right. So oats are a seed. (laughs) So you got oats. But then you get loose oats, and then you get granola, which is like clumps of oats. Why do I like granola better than I like oats? Why do oats taste like shit, and granola tastes good? Does it have honey in it? Is it a bad thing? I don't fucking know what food is, man. My fucking... I went to the doctor last week, or the week before, and he said my cholesterol is kind of high. Not super high, but, you know, I keep having to stress that point whenever I say it's not super high, it's just like kind of high. It's the same way I feel when I talk about being short. Not super short, just kind of short. It's this way of defending myself against an attack that's not even there. Man, I fucking found out my cholesterol's kind of high, so I fucking went to the dietitian, and she was like, yeah, it's all good. We can just, you know, you don't, it's not serious. You just need diet shit to sort you out. So I'm like, okay. Oh, I talked about this last week, didn't I? Yeah, and now I'm fucking looking at foods. And I just fucking, I don't know what oats are. <laughs> anyway, I made my breakfast this morning. Oat clusters and granola and and fucking nannies and all that shit. And, uh, and then I had it on the table and I went to make my coffee and I came back and our fucking cat was just eating out of my goddamn breakfast bowl. Nom, 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 nom. And I'm like, all right, mate. You know, the cat's not like a dog, all right? I don't know what you guys know about pets. Let me have a sip of tea here. Oh, God. Cats, they're different to dogs, all right? I have a joke in... uh, uh, Do you ever hear that? You know, people sometimes say, like... What is... What's the joke? It's just like cats are girls and dogs are boys, you know? Like, that's a thing that a child would think. And I said that to my non-binary housemate, and they 
I think that just the the idea of gendering animals just really bums them out. Because, <laughs> like, you know, I think it's funny, but every time I make the joke, they just look at me like, no, that's not, you know, cats aren't girls and dogs aren't boys, Aiden. They're all just animals. <laughs> They're a really funny person, but this joke about gendering animals just feels like something that they just will not, they will not get behind. Anyway, the diff, I fucking, so the cat's eating my, my food and it was the last of my yoga. That was the thing was like, it's the last of my yogurt and I just, I don't want to go to the shops because I'm stressed. I don't want to have to do another thing. Going to the shops and buying food, that's an hour gone. You know, it's not like 10 minutes to the shops, 10 minutes to the whatever. Somehow that just takes an hour, even though all of the component activities add up to like half an hour, you know, just going to the shops takes an hour because then you come home and you got to decompress from having gone to the shops and that takes another half an hour. Everything just takes fucking time. And I just, I feel like I don't have enough time today and this week and the last few days. So the cat's eating my my breakfast. The cat is, I've made myself a nice scrummy breakfast. And the cat's just climbed up onto the table and is eating it. And I'm, you know, as I'm making my coffee. So I'm over the other side of the room and I see it. And I'm like, Yuki, like, oh, I shouldn't say the name of our cat just in case if it has a job interview later. Um, <laughs> our cat's name is Yuki. And I called out, I was like, oi, Yuki. And like, you know, a dog would at least, even if you're not calling out its name, I reckon a dog would still like, you know, its ears would prick up or something. Cats, they don't give a fuck, man. The cat is literally eating my goddamn breakfast off of a bowl on the table made for people, not cat table, human table. And I, I like yell its name and it just does nothing. It didn't move. It didn't look up. It just kept eating. It just kept doing that. And so I had to run over the other side of the room and pick it up and put it off the table. And did I keep eating my breakfast? Yeah. Did I? <laughs> did I, you know, inadvertently, like in the kind of secondhand way, kiss a cat? Yes. All right. I did that. Why? Because I'm stressed. <laughs> wanted to do this joke the joke is what a brutal way to deal with stress you know like if that's how you deal with stress you're just like yeah man I just fuck <laughs> when I'm stressed I just make out with my cat <laughs> oh my god I hate it like yeah for whatever that's not it's not even really funny it's i'm just i think i'm just laughing at the fact that i had the thought and you guys can already like kind of half tell what the joke is that i'm gonna make so i have to say it i think that's why i'm laughing because it's not not you know the people who kiss cat i mean it's that's abuse 
The cat cannot consent to your kisses. Say that ten times fast. The cat cannot consent to your kisses. The cat cannot consent to your kisses. <laughs> Just a room full of like foreign students saying that over and over again to learn English. The cat cannot consent to your kisses. What accent was that, Aiden? Not sure. Don't want to tell you. The cat cannot consent to your kisses. The cat cannot consent to your kisses. Very good, Jonathan. Next week. The dog doo-doo doesn't dust it. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm stressed, okay? So, yeah, the cat's eating my breakfast. I just stirred the bowl around a bit. It was like, you know... That was, I was like, look, this bit, the bit on the edge where the cat was eating, that's got the full concentration of like, there's probably a bit of cat saliva on that. So I could either just dig in with the spoon and maybe throw that bit out, or I could just be a man, you know, I could just be a fucking, I could just, I could just buck up and, and take responsibility and go, you know what, there's... You know, cat saliva, it's not the end of the world. What diseases does a cat have that I can't deal with? So, yeah, fucking, I just stirred it in. And rather than having one mouthful of cat saliva, I just had a little bit of cat saliva through my whole breakfast because I'm stressed. So, fuck, what was I talking about? So, yeah, and I'm sitting down at breakfast and I've agreed to do this show at at Casa Bonita I keep thinking Casa Campestre, which is not what it is. Casa Campestre uh, means the house in the country. And that was the place that me and my friends used to go to when I lived in Bolivia. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where we used to go, it was like this hotel. Hotel, I don't know. It was like this weird, like, day spa, maybe. They used to have, like, a um, all-you-can-eat buffet on Sundays for 40 Bolivianos, which is, like, $5. And um, we would go down there and buy a bottle of rum from the from the tienda across the road. And uh, we would just sit there and drink rum and eat amazing food all day next to a swimming pool. Sometimes we would get Coke and we'd do Coke there. One time, me and my friends did... Uh, San Pedro, that fucking hallucinogenic cactus there, and then, and then I, uh, I fucking was so drunk, I, like, smashed a glass on the floor, and I fucking just brushed the glass into the swimming pool to get rid of it, that's fucked, isn't it, god, I was a fucking menace, anyway, that's neither here nor there, that's not what I'm doing, that's not who I am, I disavow that behaviour, so I'm doing a show, at this Colombian store instead. So what they do is they um, get, um, they they sell products that are made using, I think, just indigenous methods or maybe by indigenous people in Colombia um, and like products, you know, like, uh, so like they'll use straw grown by indigenous communities in Colombia, and then they'll get the people who use that straw to like weave it into baskets, and then they make it look all nice, so they dye it and whatever, and then they're selling it there, and all the profits go to those people. So it's not charity, but the idea is to like 
it's like a cross-cultural exchange. This is the techniques, this is the stuff that they've been making forever. Check it out, buy it, and then also the money goes to them. Isn't that nice? And it is nice. Um, so I went in there with my mate. <clears throat> they had this fucking basket, man. The reason I'm thinking, they've got other stuff than baskets. Baskets seems like the cliched thing of like, you want to help these people make these baskets, you know? Like if you just think of... I guess my white brain, whenever I think of an indigenous person making something, it is always a basket, isn't it? Why are they making fucking, why are they always making baskets? <laughs> what is it with indigenous people and making baskets? Why are they always, what do they love about baskets? What, are, what is in there? I just want to understand. <laughs> The basket is an important thing in indigenous culture the world over. So, yeah, there was this basket there and it was just it, the the pattern on it has like exactly the same colours as the prevalent colour scheme in my room. Oh, so I feel like i got to get it. But look, it is $300. So, yeah, it's not cheap. It is not fucking cheap. But I was like, all right, well, and she asked me, the lady who runs it kind of hit me up because I put this message on this Colombian group talking about my biological dad and the whole story. And I was like, all right, yeah, you know, I could do it. She was like, you do a show here. And I was like, yeah, I'll do a fucking show here. Thinking, because the, the message that I put on the Colombians and Melbourne Facebook group got like 200 likes. And so I was like, oh, I'll put another message up and it'll get another heap of likes and then heaps of people will buy tickets and then I'll fucking be rich. That's what I thought. That's not happened at all. This is part, This is one reason why I'm stressed. Is I've agreed to do this show next Wednesday, and it's just I thought the tickets were going to move, and they're not moving, and you know it's annoying. I need to sell like I probably need to sell like ten to break even, which could very well happen. I don't fucking know, man. Anyway, so there's that. And, like, I've got to get, you know, I've got to get, like, a few chairs for it, maybe, and I've got to get a PA, and I've got to probably fucking, whatever, I don't know, that's what I mean, I don't want to think about that, I'd rather think about making out with a cat, (laughs) because that is a fantasy that I can live inside, and be in, God, I mean, ugh, what the fuck, man. How's this on Sunday? This isn't this. Yeah, no, this is kind of a thing I'm stressed about. On Sunday, I did this gig at Bodriggy. Fucking awesome gig, man. And uh, my new show, I want. I, I have this idea for the promo where um, I'm like, uh, I have this bit where I say my grandpa repeats himself a lot because he's getting old. He repeats himself so much that if you recorded his voice and put a beat behind it, you could play it in a nightclub, right? And then I do an act out of like, uh, 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 like a house beat. When I was your age, uh, uh, when I was your age, uh, uh, and it builds up like, when I was your age, I used to shoot ducks and sell them before school. Right, that's the bit. It's very funny. I'm really enjoying it. 
And my idea for a promo for my new show is to get someone to make that song. And I've got a mate who hopefully is going to make like a version of that song. And then have me doing the bit. And then at the end of the clip, the actual song kicks in. We have my grandpa going when I was... I've got... I've recorded my grandpa saying that. When I was your age, I used to shoot ducks and sell them before school. And whatever. Just like a fun video to promote the new tour. And, um, so on Sunday I'm doing this show at Bodrigi and I'm like, all right, we're going to film it. My mate who's been filming a lot of my stuff there coming down <clears throat> to film and, um, they've actually, the bar hit me up and they organized that they wanted everyone sets filmed. So they're like, okay, we'll film the whole fucking show and that'll be sick. I don't have to pay for it. The bar's going to pay for the whole thing. I still get what I want. The bar gets some good promo. Great. And the show comes and it's sold out and it's fucking, there's people there and it's sick. It's such a good vibe. It's upstairs in his brewery and it just is, has a very loose feel to it. The guy I'm seeing is a very new comic, but he's a bit of an older guy. So he kind of knows what he's doing. He's not just like a, a kid promoting the show. He's like, a, you know, he's like in his thirties. So <clears throat> he's just having fun with it. Him and his mate, his mate's the DJ and they've got some good banter. It's sick. Gets to my set. I'm closing the first bracket. And I'm doing my set and I'm having fun and then I get to that bit and I start doing the bit and I get to the like, mm, 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 that bit. And the um, the DJ who had some banter with the host but hasn't had banter with anyone else really comes in over the system with a beat on like during my bit. He starts doing a beat. You know, like he he's playing something and it's like over the speakers, and it's like it's very funny. But I am aware because I do it for a while. Like I don't just do I I make the whole thing kind of go for like two minutes and I do a few jokes about like being in a nightclub and DJs and whatever. And I just kind of I'm working on the bit at the moment. It's not completely done yet, and I'm trying to make it so that in the middle there's space for me to kind of play around with the audience a little bit and, and like riff, maybe riff on stuff that's happened in the room um, or just like I'm, I'm playing around with the idea of like riffing with stuff that's happened in the room or like maybe talk about me and my history clubbing like when I was 18, you know, like I could do a little vignette, go back to like <clears throat> when I was 18 and talk about how much I loved clubbing and the community and whatever I've kind of thought a little bit about making that the bit. I don't know. I don't know what the bit's going to be. But anyway, it, t- it takes a long time and I like to take my time with it. And the DJ cuts in and that's fine. Like it's good and I like having a bit of, like I like to invite a bit of, you know, some sort of participation from the audience in my set. So that's kind of fun. But I am very aware as the beat cuts in, in my head, I'm like, oh, we're filming and that's going to fuck with the audio for the filming. So as funny as this is in the room right now, you know, the audio, it's going to, it's going to be too messy now because we don't have that bit mic'd up. So I'm like, Oh, well the, the filming's fucked. Great. So I keep doing the bit <laughs> and I'm like, you know, having fun still like messing around with the DJ. I'm like, yeah, man, I'd actually prefer to, I want to, you know what, I'll actually, fuck, I'll put the audio, I'll put the recording of this at the end of the podcast this week, because I recorded it on my phone, so I've got some decent audio of this bit, I'll just cut in from the start of the bit, 
so you can see what happened. Because at first, I'm like, man, I really want to build up my own momentum with this bit. So, like, that's funny, but, you know, stop. <laughs> and he stops. And then I get to the bit where I'm like, and then the beat starts to go. And as I start to do that, he starts to do it on the decks as well. And I'm like, fucking hell, man. Like, I just, I can't. This is not how it works this bit the end of this bit like the punchline is really just a timing thing it actually isn't the the joke itself i mean the line's funny when i was your age i used to shoot ducks and sell them before school but i just don't it's happening too fast and i'm i'm i don't know that i can coordinate that and the timing of a punchline with the dj in a in the moment and I just feel like this is going to wreck the bit. So I'm like, man, I really need you to stop doing that, please. Whatever the fuck I said. Um, and I was like, I don't know if this bit's going to work now. And I was trying to not say, I wanted so badly to say, like, you know, I'm recording this and you've just fucked it up. But I just, I knew I couldn't say that because that would go negative and then it just would ruin the whole set. I don't have another five minutes to claw myself back from that hole of negativity, right? So, and then the audience would start to feel sorry for me, and that's no good for stand up. I can't. Well, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it is good for stand up, and I just don't like feeling pity from people. Maybe I should have <laughs> just been honest and gone, look, man, I'm filming this, and you doing that has actually ruined the recording. So, like, I'm really upset right now. Maybe that would have been funny. And maybe if I was a braver comic, I would have done that. But I didn't. And I did the end of the bit, and, you know, it went it went good, and it worked. And uh, everyone was like, yay. But I walked off, and I was so fucking mad, because I was just like, you know, I'm filming that. And I fucking got to the back of the room where the comics were, and I slammed my drink down. I was like, I'm fucking filming that. Fucking cunt. Like, I was really pissed. Went for a walk around the block. Came back, but after the walk, I was like, you know what, right, maybe it's okay, and I talked to, man, Hugh Robertson, new comic, but fucking, after this conversation, I'm like, this dude's got a head for promotion, and he's really big on TikTok, so fuck, you know, (laughs) that makes me want to take advice off him, like, he's a fucking new comic, but like, man, he's got fucking, he's good on TikTok, you know? (laughs) <laughs> genuinely i'm just like you know there's that's fucking i couldn't do that i should be listening to this guy on something clearly because he's got he's got something figured out and he's a funny dude he's a real funny dude and uh so yeah i, mean, I fucking he was going like man you know you don't necessarily want a clip of your joke to be the promo you just want it to be the vibe and there was plenty of stuff in the set that I did. And there was, like, outside of that joke, there were also other moments when the set was just kind of unhinged. And it's like, if you want people to come to the show, just show them what they're coming to see in a few short moments. And, you know, just me being unhinged and shouting on stage, that's a great advert for the show because that's what I want the show to be. I kind of want it to be unhinged and unplanned and whatever. Oh, fuck, there's a thread coming out of my jeans. <laughs> so... I started to think, you know, going from like, oh, maybe the thing's ruined to like, you know what? 
Maybe the recording's not ruined. Maybe it's okay that that happened. Maybe there'll be some funny moments in there. Maybe I don't want the whole bit to be the promo. Maybe I just want a few little things, snapshots, and then I don't waste the joke on the promo as well. And I can still use the song, the when I was your age, my fucking whatever, as the song for the clip. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's all good. Maybe it's going to be really good footage. And then yesterday... My friend who was doing the filming last night messaged me to say that the DJ was supposed to be recording the sound on the desk, but evidently they got their wires crossed, so I don't know what happened, but the sound got recorded wrong. So the sound for the fucking footage that we shot is all shit. It sounds like it was recorded on a phone, and it's just fucking bad. And... I don't know if there's another show that I have in my diary between now and when I go to Sydney in a few weeks. I don't know if there is another show that would be good to fucking record this bit for. So, you know, now what? Annoying. Very fucking annoying. Maybe I'll get someone from Sydney. Maybe when I'm in Sydney, I'll get someone to fucking record it. So that's another reason why I'm stressed, okay? Why else am I stressed? My housemate wants me to get this... Man, me and my housemate for like a month have been trying to get... You know those Ikea, like four square bits of like... They're like those bookcase things that have just four squares, you know? It's like a square with like a bit of wood horizontal and vertical to cut the square into four squares and it's just like a little bookshelf thing. We've been trying to get one of those for like a month to get in this little corner of our lounge room ever since we've flipped the lounge room around and reorganized it and it looks good. We need a little bit of storage and this fucking... None of us have cars and, you know... It's like a $10 item, so you're not going to hire a car to go get it. But every time one comes up, we're like, it's in fucking Ormond. Who wants to go to Ormond? And it's too big to carry on my back to ride my bike. And there's one in Mooney Ponds now, and it's 10 bucks. And the other day I said, like, yeah, I'll get it on Tuesday, because that's what I do. If I can't do something, I don't say no. I just say, I'll do it later. <laughs> I just commit to doing it in the future. I'm just, I'm fu- and I'm fucking overcommitted, you know? And actually, here's something that I that I've... This weekend, I've just been really stressed, I think. And uh, I love doing stand-up, and I do it a lot. But I think it is something that if I don't have anything on, I will just do stand-up that night because I don't like the feeling of not doing anything. And, uh, you know, doing stand-up always feels productive. And it, it usually is productive as well. I did a gig on Sunday. I woke up on Sunday morning and I didn't, like, I I worked Friday day removals and then I did two gigs on Friday night. And then I worked Saturday and I did two gigs on Saturday night. And I also did two gigs on Thursday night. Did I? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I just fucking, you know, did I did two yeah, I did two gigs on Thursday as well. So I did two gigs Thursday, got home late, woke up on Friday, worked all day, like woke up early at like six, and then worked all day, and then went straight to my gigs on Friday night, did two gigs, got home late, woke up early at six again on Saturday, 
and worked all day Saturday and then did my two gigs again on Saturday evening. And then on Sunday, you know, I got home late. I got home at like fucking midnight on Saturday night and then I woke up on Sunday and I had the day off, but I knew I had work on Monday and I had like a couple gigs. I still had a busy day on Sunday and I just woke up and I didn't realize for a few hours, but I just felt kind of disaffected and upset or like grumpy and just caged in by all of these fucking things that I commit myself to doing. And it took me until like, my gig was at four. It took me until like 1 p.m. to even just get to like sit down, you know, after having done the things that I needed to do in the morning to sit down at 1 p.m. and and be like, all right, what am I going to do at this gig? And after about half an hour of sitting in this cafe, I was like, oh, I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a very bad mood. I feel sad. I feel helpless. And uh, I feel like I want to cry a little bit. I didn't cry. I tried to. I got close. <laughs> but not quite. But uh, I just like meditated a little bit in the cafe and fucking whatever. I just, I like let myself kind of sit with that sadness and I accepted. I am sad. I feel sad. And then I went and did my gig and I had one of the worst sets. I've had in ages. I didn't get a single laugh. Three minutes. Not a long set, but um, yeah, real, real, real bomb. And, uh, you know, didn't really feel that bad, to be honest. It didn't feel that I didn't, it didn't really hurt, which was kind of cool. And it made me feel good afterwards, actually, because I got the adrenaline of getting on stage, and I got off, and I fucking was done, and I'm like, you know what, I don't really care that I just bombed, I just feel good for having gotten on stage, it made me feel better, Um, but yeah, what was I trying to say, so I was stressed all weekend, and then Sunday, you know, and then I did that gig, and I had fun on stage, but then that thing happened when I was on stage that that made me annoyed, so I had to walk around the block, and I still that kind of you know put a sour note on the evening. As much as I was trying to move past it, I had a conversation with the DJ as well, who's a lovely dude, and I was like, man, you know, like you did that, and this is what it means for me. Like I, you know, that video's fucked, but that doesn't mean that you did a bad thing, you did a great thing, it was really funny, and I don't think you should not do that, like, that's a, a good thing, I, here's the thing that actually I need to be more clear about, because I haven't really been able to say this to anyone, it's not the fact that it ruined my rhythm, that's not what's bad about it, the rhythm, it's, who cares, you know, it's a performance, and you're allowed to do things like that, things can happen, but what I was annoyed about wasn't that, and it's not even that it does ruin my rhythm because it doesn't, you know, that's just me working on the bit. And if I'm going to do a bit that kind of feels like it's inviting audience participation, then the rhythm's going to get ruined. I don't want to have a bit where there needs to be a rhythm that people need to sit through. I don't want that to be the kind of comedy that I do where everyone's like, shush, be quiet. No, if people are going to yell out, then I should be able to deal with that. And playing house music over my set is, in a way, just like yelling out, you know? So it's not that. It's the fact that the sound of something being played over the speakers, that that will ruin the audio recording on a 
for the video. That's what's annoying. I should have said that to the DJ. But anyway, I talked to him afterwards and he was a lovely guy. And I said, look, you know, this is a really cool show. And if you're feeling comfortable enough to do that in the show, that means it's a good show. And that's the kind of vibe that you want in the room. So don't think that you did the wrong thing. Don't think that you shouldn't do that in the future. I think you should do that. I think that's sick. I really wanted to impress upon him that detail because, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of show that I want to be a part of, you know, something where, like, the DJ cuts in and it's fucking chaos. That's sick. That's a good show. And then last night, so that's how I was feeling, and then I fucking had to go home, got home at 11, and I had to wake up at 6 to fucking go to work on Monday. Um, and, uh, I had organized one thing that was stressing me out on Sunday was I had organized to have a couple mates round on Monday evening to cook. And I was like, you know, oh, maybe my housemates will be here. So I'll cook vegan. And I was like, I don't know what I want to cook. What vegan shit am I going to cook? And I just, my friend, one of my friends who I was having around is like a great cook. She just, fuck man, she cooks some incredible stuff. She really crushes it. And uh, I guess like I feel a bit of pressure <laughs> knowing that she's coming around. Like maybe I have to cook some incredible thing <laughs> that is like so beyond my fucking skill level as a cook. And also because that was, I guess, like at the start of our friendship, that was like the thing that we kind of connected on was like gardening and cooking. And so... She, <laughs> it's funny because I know she's probably going to listen to this, but like sometimes she'll ask me about cooking and it's like, you know, because we kind of connected on that, there's maybe this half expectation there that I'm still like exploring that, but actually it's not really a hobby of mine at all. <laughs> but rather than admit that, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm, maybe I'll make this complicated thing for us to just act like I'm still, you know, exploring cooking or whatever. It's like, no, I'm not. I've... <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I was stressing myself out with that and I messaged her and I was just like, man, I think that me cooking is stressing me out. Maybe let's just get takeaway. And then uh, we decided yesterday, so I was at work and I was like, okay, that stress is off my mind. I'm not, I'm not committed to cooking. That's the thing. I was just scared to be like, hey, I've committed to cooking, but actually I don't want to cook, but I still want to see you guys and hang out. But just can I not have to cook, please? And she was like, yeah, of course. Um, and so they came around. And then once the pressure was off, and then she was like, do you want me to get anything from the supermarket? I was like, oh, we could do gyoza. Just get fucking gyoza and then like the frozen ones. And then I can cook that and I can just make a couple salads easy. Once that was, once the pressure was off of me, once I, I hadn't committed to cooking, then I was like, oh, I do want to cook. I just don't want to. In my head on like Friday when I was thinking about that thing, I was like, okay, on Sunday morning, I'll wake up and do like three hours of meal prep for fucking Monday. Do you know what I mean? Like, why do I put this so much pressure on myself? No one was expecting me to make some insane thing. I just put this pressure on myself because I think that's what's expected of me and I don't ask because I'm embarrassed to ask or scared that I feel guilty to ask. So I'm like, I just won't ask and I'll just, I'll just sit with the pressure this show, I think this show 
in the Colombian place again. I've like half. I've like. You know, when we were first in there, I was like, fuck, how many people was the max you could fit in here? 40? And in my head, I'm like, all right, there has to be 40 here. But maybe there doesn't have to be 40. Maybe 10 would be great. I could do a show to 10. If we get 10 people in, that'd be sick. Yeah. Just relax, Aiden. It doesn't have to be 40 Colombian people in there. You don't even know 40 Colombian people. Anyway, so... Yeah, last night they came round, we cooked gyoza, some salads, and we just sat outside, and I was really um, grateful for the fact that they came round, because I, every night when I have a free night, I don't sit in, I go out, I do stand-up, if I don't have anything on, I'm going out to stand-up, and it's a blessing and a curse, like it's great that I have this thing that I can always be like working towards and there's always something if I don't have anything on, there's always a place where I can go and be and I'm kind of around the thing, you know. But it's a curse as well because then, because there is always something that I can do, if I'm not doing anything on any given evening, it feels like I feel guilty. I feel like I should be doing something. So I never give myself nights off. And if I do have a night off, it doesn't feel good. It just feels like I'm wasting time. So the only nights that I do give myself a night off are when I have people around, when I have some other social engagement, which, you know, still feels like a burden in the calendar because it's a commitment. But when my friends came around last night and we were sitting out on the porch, eating the food and drinking our drinks and just sitting there with a nice, like, kind of warmish spring evening, it was just beautiful. And I was like, thank fuck. I didn't, I don't know, just, that was a moment of less pressure, there was no pressure in that moment, it felt really good, we listened to records, my Kofi Stone record came, big ups to Kofi Stone, who I invited to come on my podcast, and he didn't reply, because he's from the UK, and he's kind of famous, why would he reply to me, but I got his record, I got his shirt. The record fucking came on Saturday. That was awesome. Nobody cares till everybody does. Whatever. Anyway, I think I'm rambling now. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening, man. What's the picture going to be? What's the picture for this week? Let me have a look through my little camera roll there and see if I can't find a picture while we're on the fucking pod. The picture for this week is going to be... Oh, yeah. How about it'll be... A picture of the show at um, at fucking, what do you call it? Um, at Bodrigi. Yeah, let's do that. That was such a great show, man. Um, yeah, that's going to be the picture this week. And uh, at the end of this, I will put the recording of me doing my set at Bodrigi. Uh, I'll just put the last bit of the recording so you can hear what happened with the DJ cutting in and just how much it fucking stressed me out. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to use that recording. I'm going around to my mate's place a little bit later to see what it sounds like, but I feel like we're going to have to get it again somewhere else, which is frustrating. But anyway, we move on. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. I hope you are having a nice week. I hope you're not feeling stressed, or if you are, I hope you're looking for moments uh, where you are not putting pressure on yourself to release that stress and just be with your friends. Thank you so much. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.
tells a really well-written line. <laughs> he tells good stories, man. I love the dude. He's getting old, so he just repeats himself a lot. It's kind of like he just... I, my grandpa repeats himself so much. I reckon if you recorded his voice and put a beat behind it, you'd play that in a nightclub. <laughs> you know what I mean? A bit like a mm, 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 some fucking house shit. And then my grandpa's voice, when I was your age, mm, 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 when I was your age, mm, 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 maybe a clap, mm, mm, when I was your age, you know what I mean? Yeah? Oh, it works with the disco ball, doesn't it? When I was your age, uh, 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 uh. Remember Dan Rosario with the fucking hair? Yeah. That kind of music, you know? <laughs> <laughs> when I was your age, yes! Text me back, I'm like, I used to fucking club, man. I used to fucking, I was in Red Square, in Adelaide, on Highley Street. <laughs> you know? Fucking giving my mates all the mispoured drinks and broken glass. You can fucking have that, yes! <clears throat> when I was your age, dude. You guys understand a word that I'm saying right now? <laughs> no! Well, you weren't fucking there, bro! Uh, 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 uh. And then, like, the DJ's up on the thing, and you're like, oh, it's alright, yes! Yeah. Exactly like that! <laughs> and then the DJ's are up, and you just cut it, like, there's still, like, a bit that I have to, I want to generate that energy by myself as much as I appreciate you trying to help me out. <laughs> This is my fucking, this is my dream! And I didn't want to DJ my fucking dream! That was actually sick, and maybe we can collab on the track. I don't know, but that sounds a bit more like Europop. Don't know about that vibe, actually. You know when the DJ, maybe, what's that thing with the DJs? When you're like on the dance floor and the thing's like, when I was your age, sick, and then the DJ's like,